And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. And welcome in to season two of the BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. Once again, Cody Decker alongside myself, Ryan Horvat. It's season two. And uh, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm actually looking forward to this season a lot more than last season because last season we started like three months into the year. Um, by the time we were breaking down these games, you know, most of these divisions were already locked up. Like we knew the White Sox were winning the AL Central. We knew the Brewers were winning the NL Central. Um so pretty much every single day, it was like, all right, we got the uh, Pirates taking on the Reds today. I'm excited for this pod this year. How have you been, Cody? I'm phenomenal. Cody Decker here, ladies and gentlemen. How's everybody doing? Here, I'll do the opening for you right now, Ryan, because I know you got a little gun shy. Welcome to Bet MGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. We did it, baby. We did it. Season two, Ryan. Can you believe it? The West Wing almost didn't get a season two. We get a season two. We are awesome, dude. It's a damn shame about the West Wing. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you got the energy. I caught a flight this morning, so I appreciate that. We're also the longest <laughs> titled podcast in the game. I don't think you could find a longer titled podcast. The BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Download the BetQL app, Cody. They're always giving out five-star plays. Uh, opening day. It's here. Should have been here last week. I'm just glad that we're getting baseball. I'm glad we're getting 162 games. And uh, let's start off with... Our first segment of the season, we're going to preview the American League and what teams are pretty, what teams are ugly. See, now, shout out to our producer, Mario, taking over this year. But, like, here's the only thing. Um, I don't like going ugly or pretty because, like the great ODB, my third favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan once said, even the ugly teams, they're uh, pretty to me anyway, baby. Let's start in the AL, though. Let's go with the White Sox, plus 950 to win the World Series. And uh, plus 460 to win the AL. They're minus 200 to win the AL Central, which is a price I usually would never pay, man. But I look at the Central, and I do think the Twins are going to be improved. I know we'll talk about them. But uh, I laid the chalk. I know, you know, last season, a very impressive season. They got off to a very hot start. They dealt with a lot of injuries. They're already dealing with some injuries right now, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on Chicago? Pretty or ugly? Um, Very, 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 very very pretty and here's why it's not just because and like you said the plus 200 I would like a little bit more on that going into a season um I do it's almost like I'm sitting here hoping the White Sox hit a bit of a rough patch so that number can change because they're gonna far and away be the best team in the central you mentioned the twins listen I'm expecting them to be improved obviously Carlos Correa can bring just about anything to the table but I don't expect them to catch up to this White Sox team even losing Lance Lynn at the beginning of the season not uh, you know there are question marks to their starting staff at the moment Lance Lynn not knowing really just how far uh, they can extend um, Kopech right now. He even said in an interview yesterday saying five innings might be a bit of a stretch, which is not yeah. something you want to hear from one of your starters. However, this team is by far the best team. Offensively, my God, they might be the best team in the American League. Not to mention, listen, when you trade away a player like a, a, like a uh, you know, a Craig Kimbrell, yeah. A top-of-the-line back-end closer who you have in your staff not to be a closer. Now, we saw last year it was not the best uh, situation for him. He didn't seem very comfortable on the south side being in the setup man role. So getting him out of there, moving that money to a team like the Dodgers, the way they did, great trade both sides around because here's the real kicker, that A.J. Pollock pickup. Man, oh man, do I love that move for the White Sox, fortifying your outfield. Now you have a plethora. The White Sox have a plethora, just a an absolute tre treasure trove of players now. They got Gavin Sheets currently on the bench. You got yeah. you, you got Matthew Vaughn when he comes back. You 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 have an issue. You have a good problem to have right now because you have too many good offensive players. It really gives me the feeling of the Dodgers for the past five years when a player goes down. Superstar comes up and is somehow better than the superstar he just replaced. So I'm really excited for this White Sox team uh, being spearheaded by uh, Lucas Giolito, who I'm expecting to have the career year this season. I'm really excited for the White Sox. Southside's going to win this division by like 15 games. 
Yeah, so I'm a Northside guy. I'm a Cub fan. Um, I'm probably going to make a small little play on the White Sox to win the World Series. Like I said, I did t- take them to win the Central. Uh, paid the chalk. I- I'm fine with that, paying the juice in the AL Central and the NL Central. The only thing I worry about with this team is just the health, but this is the most talented team they've had in probably 17 years. Um, it's rare that you could say, you-, you trade a guy like Craig Kimbrell and you say possibly they won that trade, but... Man, I'm excited to see Kopech. Like you said, I worry how long is he going to be able to go? What's the pitch count going to look like? He's going to strike out a bunch of guys. I know I'm going to be playing the K-Props all season long. He's scheduled right now to make the uh, start on the home opener, April 12th. I just want to see how many innings he's going to be able to go. Like you said, the lineup is stacked. I think Tim Anderson's probably my favorite player in all of baseball. Luis Robert could potentially win AL MVP if he stays healthy. They have three or four guys in that lineup. Like, you can make the case they could win MVP. Um, And like you said, I'm really excited for Giolito this season. He added 20 pounds of muscle. 20 pounds of muscle heading into the year. So, excited to see what they can do. And fun fact, I've known Lucas, by the way. I've known Lucas at this point for about 30 years, okay? Uh, Even though he's not even 30 yet. Because I've known his family forever. I gave him hitting lessons when he was a kid, believe it or not. So, Lucas Giolito, in case you don't know this, physically, I I know it somewhat comes through on TV. But this guy's a monster. And I mean a monster. He's got a wingspan that is just second to none. The guy is six foot six. He looks, he looks, if you meet him in person, he looks like a member of the Omotakaya people from Avatar. Just a very lanky jacked dude. You put more muscle on that frame. Lucas Giolito this year might be sitting at 98 miles per hour all season long like it's nothing. And he might be in a position where he can push himself even further. I think... Don't get me wrong. Listen, I'm glad they settled that arbitration case, but that $50,000 disparagement between that arbitration case, you know, if you if you were Lucas Giolito, that would have pissed you off. He's going in this season with a little bit of something to prove. Exactly, man. And that's what I'm like, especially when I'm looking at like the Cy Young race, if I'm looking at MVP, that's something that I'm looking at. I'm looking at guys that are looking to get paid, obviously, guys that are playing with a chip on their shoulder. And I mean, if you had 15, 20 pounds of muscle in an offseason, you're already dominant. I think he's going to be awesome this season. I'm all in on the White Sox. I'd say Kopech's the wild, uh, the X factor, I guess. And then the other thing, like you said, with them having so much talent, so much depth, let's say, obviously, they're going to probably win the Central, right? They're minus 200 for a reason. But they have a couple trade pieces, you know, if they do want to add another arm, because that's the only thing. Maybe they want to add another arm in the bullpen or another starter um, with the Lynn injury and you know, depending what Kopech looks like. All right, let's move on. The Astros, they're plus 480 to win the AL. Obviously, runner-up in the World Series last year. They say goodbye to Carlos Correa. Unfortunately, he doesn't come to the Cubs like I had hoped. Last year, hit 279, hit 26 homers, 92 RBI, second on the team in hits. Your thoughts on the Astros, man, because, like, how big of a deal? Obviously, Carlos Correa losing him is a huge deal, but... I'll never forget when the Cardinals said goodbye to Albert Pujols and he finally left the NL Central and I got all excited like it was going to be a down year and then they went to the World Series. So how important is it, you know, in Major League Baseball, losing a player like Correa, especially a team that's so talented like the like the Astros, man? Because I know I worry about the pitching a little bit. Like, yeah, you're getting Verlander back, but he's 39 years old and he hasn't pitched in two seasons. Exactly. And we're talking about players. You know, we've, we've been dealing with borderline a pitching injury epidemic in Major League Baseball for the past year after the 60 game season going into a full workload last year coming into this season and a shortened spring training I am once again scared for the arms taking place we just talked about it a minute ago about Kopech how he doesn't even think he can get to five innings right now not something you want to hear from starters who are meant it's it's a foregone conclusion that five innings should be in your repertoire so yes the Astros is this team good yes they're still very very good obviously but Losing Carlos Correa, getting Justin Verlander back after a Tommy John surgery at 39 years old. Now, I know Tommy John surgeries are not the death sentence that they once were. In fact, everybody gets a Tommy John surgery at this point. And a lot of guys can come back from Tommy John surgery stronger than they were beforehand. However, they're usually not pushing 40 when that takes place. That You're usually pushing 30. Take a look at a guy like Chris Sale right now, who is already starting this, in, this season injured off of his injuries. He's a lot younger than a Justin Verlander. Now, I do like Justin Verlander. I'm very excited to see him back. But this is also a team that did lose an aging uh, starting pitcher when it comes to um, – sorry, over in the Kansas City Royals. What's wrong with me? Zach Ranky. Zach Ranky, thank you. No, no, because no, I keep forgetting, dude, that he's back with the Royals because he's – you know what's crazy? So he's going to be the opening day starter. I want to say he was the opening day starter 12 years ago for him, and now he's doing it again or something crazy. crazy like that. But crazy. I honestly, I forgot that he was even there. 
I think I was in college the last time he was the opening day starter for the Kansas. I played a full career of 11 years and retired for like two or three since he's last opening day started for the Kansas City Royals. So that's going to be pretty cool. But listen, this is a team that lost him as well. Um, and of course, the big X factor of Carlos Correa. I, I, this is the first time in about five years that I'm looking at the AL West going, this is not a foregone conclusion that the Astros are going to win this. In fact, I don't even have them second to win this division right now. That's right, I'm saying it. I really like the Mariners this year, man. I think this is a team that everybody is criminally underrating right now. And another team that I think we're not talking about enough in the West, the Angels, man. This team has really stacked themselves up pitching-wise in a really good way. Now, are, can they stay healthy? That's the question. We don't know. I haven't seen it, so I'm inclined to think no. But, man, I don't think the Astros are going to be the team that we're used to. And the Mariners, I think, are going to be the new Astros. Yeah, they're ugly to me. You know, maybe they win the division. They probably win the division. But once again, for the fifth consecutive season, you already know what I did. It was the first bet I made, man. Well, one in the NL, because you know I love the Phillies. We'll talk about them. But I'm all in on the Angels for the fifth consecutive season. I knew it every single time. I need Trout. Well, I need Trout healthy. I need him in the postseason. Obviously, still concerned with the pitching, man, with the rotation. But... Yeah, I'm out on Houston this season, especially at that price, especially to win the division. You know, you're paying juice. It's minus 165, I believe, just to win the division. And I think that's and nuts. I, I'm surprised you're getting negative money on that right now. I Truly, with that division the way it is, not to mention, I didn't even bring up the Texas Rangers, who vastly improved as well. Now, they're not mm -hmm. going to be a playoff team this year, but they did vastly improve. Yeah, and they're going to steal some wins in that division, like you said. And the Astros are plus 480 to win the AL. I'd want at least 6-1 to one at that price, so I'm good on that with no Carlos Correa. Let's move on to a team I am, I am all in on. Um, we're going to go back and forth. I love these young up-and-coming teams, man. Like, I'm all in on the Blue Jays. I don't love the price to win the AL plus 450, but I'm excited for this team. Uh, Vlad, I ended up actually, tonight is my fantasy baseball draft. So the way we do it in our Keeper League is if I hold on to a guy, I just forfeit that round. I got him last year in the fourth round, so that was an easy decision. Going with him, I'm keeping him over Shane Bieber, so you know Bieber's probably winning the AL Cy Young this year. But Vlad was tied for first in homers last year, third in hits in Major League Baseball. He's awesome. Bo Bichette, big year for him. 298 batting average led the team. And then George Springer. Like, if George Springer could just stay healthy, if we get 162 games, 150 games from him this season – I really like this team. Uh, your thoughts? On I the like Blue them. Jays. I like them. I like them. I don't love them. I like. I know them. why. Um, well, here's the thing. It's just there's a couple of things that are taking place over there in Toronto that I love. The young team, exciting. You and I last year on this show, we were just raving about it. We wanted them to make the playoffs. They were just just under it. We wanted it to happen though. I'm not as sold that they are a foregone conclusion that they're going to be at the top of this division. This is a division that still has the Yankees. And as much as we like to make fun of the Yankees, the Yankees are a powerhouse team. Yes. The Boston Red Sox, we are somehow not talking about at all, with the exception of the Chris Sale injury. This is a team that ran away with that division last year a little bit for most of the season, and no one expected much out of them. So you got to watch out for the Boston Red Sox, not to mention a little player named Rafael Devers, who is currently my pick for the AL MVP. I'm just thinking this is a team that's going to knock in a lot of runs this year. That Trevor Story pickup was very, very big. And I don't think people are realizing just how big it is. It's not just big that they got Trevor Story. It's big that they kept the Yankees from getting Trevor Story. Yeah. Big move over there in Boston. I am worried about their pitching. That's it. But I'm worried about everybody's pitching this year. So when I look over at the Toronto Blue Jays, what am I worried about? pitching why am I worried about it they lost Robbie Ray over to the Seattle Mariners yes yeah. they picked up a Kevin Gossman and I love that pickup they picked up a Matt Chapman and Matt Chapman's great but if I had my choice between having Matt Chapman or their almost MVP second baseman who just signed for a ton of money down in uh, Texas I'm yeah. taking him I'm taking Simeon every single time so I don't think this team's actually better than last year and if you're putting a lot of money on Ryu to stay healthy all year I'm sorry, I just don't feel comfortable doing it. Also, I mentioned the Yankees and Red Sox. We haven't even mentioned the Rays, who every year is the best team in the AL. And no one will talk about them, including us. I know, I know. But I can't wait to because I have a very strong take on them this season. So the thing about the Blue Jays, obviously, that does concern me because I played them to win the division. But 
I'm with you, like, especially if the Yankees could stay healthy, and we'll talk about them here in a second, but the Blue Jays last year, they win 91 games, and they were still fourth in the division. So that's what concerns me, man. It's just, it's just that division. You know what I mean? Like, you're going against Boston. Marcus Simeon, I think that's a huge loss. Huge. Matt Chapman, I do expect a bounce-back season. And then George Springer, like, when he is healthy, he only played 78 games last season, but he had a 907 OPS. So if he could stay healthy... I think that they could, uh, they're going to score a bunch of runs, but I worry about the rotation. I losing Robbie Ray sucks, especially when you lose them to Seattle. And I love the Gossman pickup. But like you said, I like that a lot more if you still have Robbie Ray and he's your number two starter. One advantage they'll have, I don't really, I mean, with the COVID thing, but like, so they played their home games in three different parks last year, right? And now they're back to their home for full time this year. So they're going to have those COVID-19 protocols, I believe, so the unvaccinated players won't be able to play. So, I don't know, maybe you'll catch some teams and they'll have some unvaccinated players and you'll pick up a couple more wins. To Probably be fair, not. there are a couple of them out there. Think about the Yankees. The Yankees I was have about the Yankees. Th- they have three impact players right out the gate. I mean, Judge, Rizzo, right out the gate, cannot play over there at the Rogers Center. That's not That's- a small thing. And that's what I'm saying. So, no, and that'll be, you know, shorthanded lineups 81 times, 81 home games, you know, potentially, especially in that division. So I think that might uh, play a difference. All right, let's move on really quickly here and move over to the New York Yankees, plus 650 to win the AL. We've already kind of hit on them. Anthony Rizzo back. I expect the bounce back season from Rizzo. This lineup, if they could stay healthy, is ridiculous, man. Joey Gallo, Stanton hit 273 last year with 35 dingers. What are your thoughts on the Yankees this season? Offensively, this team can go toe-to-toe with any team in the world of all time ever, with the exception of the current Los Angeles Dodgers. This team just left and right. There are no holes. I mean, the, your biggest hole in your lineup right now is currently Anthony Rizzo and Josh Donaldson, neither of which are, can you can say suck. They're both yeah. pretty damn good ballplayers. Uh, the thing that really worries me about the Yankees, like I've been saying about everybody else, is the pitching. Garrett Cole can only throw once a week, um, and that's going to be their Achilles heel yet again, uh, especially if you're riding Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole carried that team the entire season last year. All it takes is one bad outing for everybody to turn on him, and that's all it took last year. One bad outing in the playoffs, everybody turned on him, which is unfortunate because he's their only pitcher. Yeah, man, and that's the thing, like, everybody behind him, like, two through five or two through six, whatever that rotation is right now, like, is the same guy. Jordan Montgomery, Jamison Tyon, like, I just, that's the thing. Love Garrett Cole. Probably won't play him to win AL uh, Cy Young this year, but every single game we'll be going strikeout props over because, I mean, you know, that's what he does. He's but um, I I think they're an ugly bet right now. Let's move on to the Tampa Bay Rays. We hinted at them already this uh, segment. They are plus 750 to win the AL. I know their season win total is 90. I know that because I actually uh, I went under on the Rays. And I know I love the Rays, man. I went under 90 wins, which I know is going to come back and haunt me. But they've won at least 90 games, I believe, the last three years. So at least 90 the last three years where we've had 162-game season. Um, starting pitching, though. I mean, it's been very strong the last couple years, but look at the guys they continue to say goodbye to. Blake Snell wins the Cy Young. They say goodbye to him. Charlie Morton's gone. And that is what it is because they keep, like, I mean, I love their farm system. I love their young arms, but Tyler Glass now is going to miss the entire season now with the Tommy John surgery. And all they add, all they bring in is Corey Kluber, who's thrown, I believe, 116 innings his last three years. I don't trust him to stay healthy. That's my problem. They'll probably prove me wrong, but in that division... I thought 90 wins was too many. And that's, like, they could still win 87, 88 wins, but, and that's where I see them, like an 85, 86 win team. Your thoughts on them this year? Everything you said, everything you said on paper makes all the sense in the world, and it's a very good argument on everything you said. Here's where I'm going to disagree with you. I just assume the Rays know more than me at all times. Mm -hmm. They just traded away Meadows over there to Detroit, a team that I'm really kind of excited to watch this season over there in the AL Central. However... If the Rays trade someone, especially someone that was an all-star last year, it's because they know something we don't. Every trade they make, they win. They don't lose trades. Every single one of them. They traded well, traded away Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell. They won that trade. They yeah. traded away um, Meadows. I don't know who they just got for him, but I'm assuming it's the greatest player who ever lived. So <laughs> the, the, the Rays are just going to be there. I, I don't even know what they have or what their starting lineup is going to be. I'm going to take the over on the Rays because that's what they do. They know things I don't. And I don't say that about anyone. I'm a genius. That's what drives me nuts that they are this good at this. How are they doing this? 
Yeah. So, again, they are plus 750 to win the AL. That is a really nice price. It is. And they do have a great farm system. All right, when we come back, we'll take a quick little break here. When we come back, we're going to hit on the NL, and we'll lead off with the team that I'm picking to win the World Series. Already made that play. It was one of the first bets I made. That's coming up on the BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. All right, welcome back into the BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. Check out the BetQL app, especially with Major League Baseball season opening day right here. They will have some five-star plays, player props, all that fun stuff. So we already hit on the AL, which teams we think are pretty, which teams we think are ugly, which teams maybe we take a flyer on, which teams we're staying away from. Uh, In the AL, I'm going under on the Rays. 90 wins, and I really, really like the Blue Jays this season. Uh, Let's hit on the NL now. Let's start off with the team that I'm picking to win the World Series, the Milwaukee Brewers. Plus 550 to win the NL. I knew it. I knew it. All right, you lead off that and tell me why. You tell me why I'm crazy on the Brewers. Actually, no, 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 no. Let me start off and yeah, make please. my case for the Brewers. Make Let your case. See case. if you can convince right. me otherwise. Because right now, I think right. I need a, I need to lock you up in a sanitarium. Avi Garcia losing him sucks. People yes. don't realize that. Led the team in homers last year. Was great. They're gonna need a bounce back season from Christian Yelich. I said that last year. They're gonna they- need a bounce back three seasons from Christian Yelich at this point. Lorenzo Cain is approaching 65 years old. As 100 years old. But he is (laughs) going to be running into walls. Yeah, you're not going to expect much from Lorenzo Cain. But what wins in the postseason, damn it? It's pitching. And they have legitimately three guys that could win the NL Cy Young. Corbin Burns, who did it last year, that was my pick. Nobody believed in Corbin Burns. He was awesome. Corbin Burns... He struck out like 58 batters before he registered his first walk last season. He's a monster. He was ridiculous, man. He's a monster. Um, Brandon Woodruff, I think he could be the Cy Young. Could have won it last year. And then Freddie Peralta, Mm -hmm. who's not a household name, but was awesome last year. I do worry about a little bit maybe regression because with Freddie Peralta, it's either like 12 strikeouts, and then like two starts later, he like walks the bases loaded, gives up a grand slam, and doesn't make it through the fourth inning. Um, But pitching wins, man. Josh Hader, now I want to see this actually take place in the postseason. But in the regular season, one of the best closers in the game. I know that yes. as a Cubs fan. He just he's, he's, he throws two pitches. Um, I'm all in on the Brewers. They're going to need Christian Yelich to be half the player that he was during the MVP campaign. But the pitching, and even like if you're not high on the bullpen, Craig Council, that's what he does. Manages the bullpen better than I think any manager in the National League, maybe in all of baseball. I think Craig Council is very underrated still. I'm all in on the Brewers, man. Pitching wins. Um, they strike out a bunch. Again, Avi Garcia, I wish they still had him. But uh, I think Yelich will be fine this season. So I'm all in on the Brewers. Your thoughts? Milwaukee Brewers, the ugliest team in the National League. And I will tell you why. It's not because they're bad, because they're not bad. They're actually quite good for all the reasons you just said. The pitching, phenomenal. Three-headed monster, as good as anyone in Major League Baseball. Offensively, they are ancient and they are not what they once were. Uh, Quite frankly, here's why I think they're ugly. They are going to be a victim of their own dominance. Period. They're going to win this division by a ton. The NL Central is anemic. And when I say anemic, I mean there is no one in it. No one except for the Brewers. Right now, you got a good offense in St. Louis, but you don't know what they have on the mound at all. And they're already losing out on Jack Flaherty to start the year. And I'm inclined to believe you're probably going to lose out on Jack Flaherty more going forward. Why am I basing that on? Am I basing that on a current injury? No, I'm basing this off the past of what we've been dealing with for the last two years with Jack Flaherty. Now, on top of that, you look over at the Brewers. Who else do they have to face in that division? The Pirates are barely a baseball team at this point. The Reds are barely a baseball team at this point. The Cubs, listen, I I love the Cubs, but if they finish above 500, what a phenomenal season in Wrigleyville. And that's all you got. They have no one. It's a sub-500 division. Of course the Brewers are going to run away with this and win 104 games, and then they're going to
going to run into a buzzsaw named the Los Angeles Dodgers and lose by 30 in round one. I'm sorry, it sucks, but it's what's going to happen. Whether you like it or not, they are ugly, 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 ugly. They are ugly, ugly. They're going down. You wasted your money, baby. They are the other team where I went with like chalk with the White Sox. You know, usually I'm looking for plus money if I'm playing anybody to win the division, right? Like I played the Angels and then I played the Phillies because they're four to one. And I like that price, and I love the lineup. Rotation scares me. We'll talk I just, about that. I just want to point out, I want you guys to clip everything I just said so when the Brewers win the World Series, you could use this against me forever. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that is my concern, though. Look, and look what they brought in, man. I mean, you said the uh, the lineup's ancient, and, like, all due respect to Andrew McCutcheon, he's very, very old. Um, yes. Hunter Renfro is going to be 31 years old. Like, these are the guys that they're replacing, Avi Garcia, who led the team in batting average, homers, and RBIs, and now he's – for some reason in Miami. All right, let's move on to the Atlanta Braves. They are 5-1 to one to win the National League, which is a really nice price since they are the defending World Series champs, but they lost a lot. They brought in some, but like Freddie Freeman, man, you just win a World Series. He was the MVP in 2020. I do like Matt Olson. Hell, I might play Matt Olson to lead the league in homers. Mm. I like Eddie Rosario, but I'm not sold on this rotation. Max Free, Charlie Morton, like, Freed and Morton are both rehabbing from very serious injuries, and you don't really replace them. I, I'm, I'm out on the Braves. Your thoughts? I'm actually the exact opposite of you. I okay. think this team is better now than they were last year, and that's with losing Freddie Freeman. I, I'm actually a big believer in this starting stack. Max Freed, by the way, especially that second half of the season, was arguably the best pitcher in the National League. He was throwing complete game 85 pitch shutouts like there were nothing. A left-handed, left-handed Greg Maddox all of a sudden, and now he's being named the opening day starter. He is currently my futures pick for the National League Cy Young Award. That's right. Two Harvard-Westlake kids went to high school together in my Cy Young picks. I love it. Him and Lucas Giolito. I think this team is really good. You lose a Freddie Freeman, you bring in a Matt Olson who is even younger and very comparable as the same player. I I, I love this team right now. The additions they have made, uh, not to mention Austin Riley coming back. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Ro uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. missed the entire year last year. Yeah. And we're going to get a Ronald Acuna Jr. back in that lineup. Dude, I, 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 ALE, NL East, I'm sorry. I know everybody wants the Mets to do well. Even I want the Mets to do well. This division is loaded. Philly ain't no joke. Uh, Atlanta, clearly no joke defending champions. And by the way, the Marlins aren't a joke either. I might watch out for Miami. Now, they're not a playoff team, but they're going to swipe some wins from some teams. Well, really quick, since you gave your Cy Young pick, I want to give mine really quick because he comes from the Marlins. Yep. The Marlins have three guys that I really like, man. Like, I love Alcantara. Um, I love Pablo Lopez. He's 50 to one to win NL uh, Cy Young, but I'm going Trevor Rogers, two, six, four ERA. I believe last year, 157 strikeouts. Roto has him projected for 172 this season. And I just like the price 30 to one. Um, now there could be some regression. He's young, but I, you know, kind of like I went with Corbin Burns last year. I'm always hey, looking for good value. You're talking about futures when it comes to Cy Young and I'm going to stick with that team. You, you mentioned Alcantara. That might be a pretty one to put a little flyer on. He had a monster year last year. If he could build on that, it is not out of the realm of possibility he's going to be in the top three this year. I know the uh, price off the top of my head. Plus 1,500, 15 to 1. 15 to 1? Oh, I would love that to be closer to 20 to 1. Same here. That's why I went Roger 30 to one. You know, if I was getting even a comparable price, I'd probably go the opposite way because he's probably going to have the, I mean, he's going to have the better season. All right, let's move on. You already brought him up. The Mets are eight to one plus 800 to win the national league already injuries. DeGrom. See, here's the crazy thing. Like Thanks usually man, like I wouldn't overreact to the Jake DeGrom injury because he's the starting pitcher. Mm -hmm. You only see him once every five days. But we did this last year, and it was like that team completely falls apart when he yeah. goes away. Because in my opinion, I love Greg Maddox. I think just when Jake DeGrom's right, I mean, short sample size because I haven't seen him for 10, 11 years. But I think he's the best pitcher I've ever seen in my life. I really, I really, I really do. He's, he's, Corbin Burns is ridiculous. Like, I love Pitch Ninja. Like, it's just, these guys get better every single year, man. Like, from when we were growing up, I, imagine trying to hit against any of these dudes but um i have you're you're, you're yeah i know you have but yeah. i i just like jake Degrom though have you ever have you ever won against the ground have you ever yeah, faced I, have. I have faced jacob Degrom, uh and i will tell you this i faced a jacob Degrom that was so good 
And keep in mind, this was like six years ago, Jacob Degrom. When he, was so he wasn't even like a pitcher yet; he was a shortstop. No, he was still he was a pitcher, but he was only he right. was only sitting ninety five plus. That was all he was doing. He was sitting ninety five plus with crazy spin rate, great slider, obviously a star. That Jacob Degrom doesn't exist anymore. You just mentioned the best you've ever seen. Yeah, Jacob Degrom last year for two months is the single greatest pitcher I have ever seen in my life, and I'm not kidding ever in my life. He was so good for those first two months last year that when it came to September, a guy who had been on the a- the IL for two months at this point was still in the top four of MVP in the National League. That's yeah. how good he was at the first half of that season. We're being robbed of possibly the greatest pitcher of all time right now. It's killing me personally because I want to see it. Um, and it, it hurts me a little bit as a guy who played for the Mets organization. I only played for him for one year, but I loved playing for the Mets organization. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're a great group of people. I want them to win. I want their fans to finally get something. The excitement of this offseason of, you know, knowing you had DeGrom and then picking up Scherzer, not to mention the other pickups that they made along the way, which were all very, very good pickups. This team can win without Jacob DeGrom, but like you said, that team collapsed last year without him. I want them to win, but look at that division. I still think the Phillies are really good. I have questions about their arms, but I, I don't think they can get past the Braves right now, not without everybody healthy. And if there's one thing we all know about the what takes place in Queens, death, taxes, and the Mets collapse in August. Right, exactly. And I played them the last couple of years. Uh, this year, I'm not going to, though. I mean, you know, you look at the lineup, man. Marte, McNeil, obviously Lindor. You have uh, Pete Alonso. It's monstrous. Pete Alonso's going to hit 50 bombs if he stays healthy. I, I honestly think the the real person to watch in that lineup this year, provided they don't trade him, I cannot wait to see what Dom Smith does this season. Uh Dom, Dom I, now keep in mind, this is a whole team of guys I played with for that, that year I was with the Mets. I played a full season with Dom Smith. I believe in this kid like you wouldn't believe. I'm getting confused why the Mets don't. I, I think the Mets should be playing his ass every single day. He's going to put up numbers. And by the way, have you seen what kind of shape Dom's in right now? Dom is currently right in between fat and skinny Dom. Skinny Dom, we've already learned, is useless. Fat Dom rakes. Absolutely rakes. We have in between Dom. I can't wait to see what in between Dom does. And right now they have him projected to hit seventh in this lineup. I just think, man, I think he's going to have a ridiculous season. And it's funny because my aunt is the uh, personal chef of Marcus Stroman, as we talked about on the podcast. Now he's with the Cubs this year, but he was in New York and him and Don were really close and uh, he would go by the place. My aunt is like in love with him. I think he's going to have a monster year. I'm glad uh, that you went there. You know, I live right by him. You could have told me that I could go get a uh, meal from your aunt sometime. That would have been I, really nice. I should have. Chef on the Bay. I did what, not realize What's this. wrong with you, man? I've I been did here. not realize I'm born this. and raised in LA. I'm here right now. He was up in Malibu all season, all off season long. I could have gone up there and gotten a meal. Thanks. Did you make some fried chicken even for the cheetahs? Yeah, 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 I screwed up there. I can see the Mets, though, winning 100 games. I can see the Mets winning the World Series. I could also see the Mets finishing third and fourth. I know. It's the worst. Isn't that weird? It's such a swing. It's such a thing. Like, this team could go undefeated or finish last. Exactly. And Uh, it's just the truth. Not going to finish last. They're plus 230, though, to win the NL. Um, Pretty much the same dudes, man. Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Justin Turner. I don't know that we have to spend a whole lot of time here, but... They're the best team in baseball, no question. The end, they just are. Uh, It's a matter of whether or not they're going to survive October with their arms. That's it. it. It's not whether or not the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. We know they are. They are. They just are. On paper, on the field, everything. And that's with a Cody Bellinger who clearly hasn't... Looks like he hasn't swung a bat in three years. I mean, we don't know what we're going to get out of him. I do think the fact that Bellinger has been struggling so much, and if he doesn't figure it out, I do think you're going to feel the A.J. Pollock trade a little. But quite frankly, the Dodgers needed Craig Kimbrell at the back end of that bullpen more than they needed A.J. Pollock on the bench. That's for sure. So I'm really kind of excited to see what the L.A. Dodgers do. But keep in mind, they're also in a pretty damn good division as well. We haven't even – no one's talking about what the Giants are going to do, but also I don't think they're going to be the same team because they are losing out on Posey. They did lose Gossman. I think they needed to make a couple of more pitching pickups and maybe one more bat. They also lost Evan Longoria at the beginning of the season, and we can't pretend that team isn't getting a little bit older. I love Brandon Crawford more than I love most deceased family members. I can't stress that enough, but Brandon is getting up there in age. I'm expecting another good season for him, for him but I'm not expecting him to carry this team. Same with Brandon Belt, also kind of getting up there in age. They got some young guys, but the Dodgers just, they're, they're a factory. They're, they're the Rays model, only they have a $250 million payroll. I mean, it's just, 
they are unbelievable. And I do hate the fact that people say, oh, the Dodgers buying their teams. No, they didn't. Most of those guys are homegrown talent. And quite frankly, yeah. some of their best players are discarded talent from other organizations. Max Money was a, Max Muncy was a discarded talent. Justin Turner, discarded talent. Cody Bellinger, homegrown. The only one you could really make an argument that they went and, quote, bought was Mookie Betts, who they traded for and then extended. So it's not like they didn't give up homegrown capital for that player. Listen, the Dodgers are real. They're never going to not be real. It's just a matter of will they survive October and win a full season World Series? Dave Roberts, their manager, has already gone on record to saying yes, and I am not one to disagree with Dave Roberts. This lineup is just disgusting, man. Like, it's filthy. It's Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Max Muncy, Justin Turner, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger, they have projected to hit eighth this year, man. He's the MVP <laughs> two years ago. And then, get, like, Gavin Lux, <laughs> Gavin Lux is, is, Gavin Lux could be ridiculous. The rotation, like you said, you know, they have to stay healthy. I love mm -hmm. Walker Bueller. Clayton Kershaw is not getting any younger. Um, Jimmy Nelson, they have projected as a starter this year. He's going to be on the IL for another 60 days. But the only thing with the Dodgers, like you said, with the homegrown talent, you know what's so depressing is 2016 was obviously the best year of my life. So I go back and I watch that like World Series DVD and I watch that Dodgers series a lot. And the Dodgers pretty much have like the same exact roster. And the Cubs obviously do not. Chris mm -hmm. Bryant, Javi Baez, all those guys are gone. The only thing, I would go maybe under on the win total for the Dodgers, and I am going to take a stab with the Padres just because they were the hottest team in the league. Everybody loved mm -hmm. the Padres last year, and I think they'll be fine without Tatis, to be honest with you, man, and we're getting 3-1 to one with them. I so I'm going to go Padres in that division. I think they're going to, I don't think they're going to sneak up on anybody, but I think plus 300 is too good to press. Pass I don't up. think they're, I don't think they're a team that's going to win that division. I do think they're a playoff team though, even without Tatis Jr. to start the year. Um, I love the Luke Voigt pickup. I, I clearly, these guys are doing everything they can to unload Hosmer. They really do clearly not want to have Hosmer anymore, but they're yeah. stuck in a position. They're going to have to play him. And here's the thing. I know Hosmer gets a lot of crap and some of it's very deserved because he got paid a lot of money to be a superstar that he just simply isn't that player. He's not a power hitting guy. He's not going to hit you 25 plus. He's not ever going to hit you 40, but he does get singles. He does get on base. You have now have a power guy in a Luke Voigt, maybe batting behind him. If you can get something out of Will Meyer, uh, you can probably get something really good going this season. I would have liked them to have made another trade, maybe one more pickup. But this is a very good offensive team, even without Tatis Jr. Oh, by the way, Manny Machado is still over there at third base. He's pretty good at, at baseball, last I checked. Here's, exactly. why, here's why I'm excited about the Padres. They're pitching staff. And I know that's not a popular thing to say lately because a lot of them underperformed. And quite frankly, their whole pitching staff was hurt last year. But they still have the U Darvish. Blake yeah. Snell, at the end of last season, looked like Blake Snell again. Awesome. If Blake Snell can just be a semblance of that, they don't need him to be the Cy Young Award winner. They need him to go out there, eat innings, and you know, give up less than three runs and not walk as many guys. Joe Musgrove, I think, is the best pitcher on that staff. Guy completely flying under the radar. Pitched the first no-hitter in Padre history last season. This is a team, if someone in that division is going to make a run at the Dodgers, I do think it's going to be the San Diego Padres because it sure as hell ain't going to be the Diamondbacks. And I don't care what the Rockies spend money on. The stupidest money spent ever. I don't get it. You know what? Fold the Rockies. Sell them. Turn into a parking lot. I do not understand what the hell you're doing hey. in Denver. Hey, clip this, though. A bet that I made yesterday. The win total... So disrespectful. They're not going to be good. 69 and a half wins. I went over on the Rockies, and you know damn well why. I love me some Chris Bryant. I know you do. <laughs> I'm not a Jersey guy. I ordered a Chris Bryant jersey for myself, my wife, and my eight-year-old. He's like, well, what, what is this, a Rockies jersey? Absolutely. Because why would you Chris buy him a Rockies jersey of Chris Bryant? He's going to be wearing a different jersey by the All-Star break. I don't know, man. I think he, I think Chris <laughs> Bryant might retire a Rocky. I, uh... 69. I, I honestly, I think they win at least 71 games. All right, let's move on. I think, to that, I think that's a good pick, by the way. I think they're going to win over 70 games as well. I mean, come on now. Um, all right, let's move on. I can be quick here because the Cardinals are plus 1,500, 15 to 1 to win the NL. Nolan Arenado's great, man. Paul Goldschmidt's still great. I like Dylan Carlson. I like Tyler O'Neill. But I do not trust anybody in this rotation with no. Jack Flaherty being an unknown this season. Adam Wainwright's great. He's 75 years old, man. And you know I can't stand the Cardinals. Albert Pujols is back to retire there in his final season. That's a great story. I hope they go under their win total. I hope they finish dead last right behind Pittsburgh in the basement of the NL Central. I am a hater. I am a hater. <laughs> They'll end up winning the division. 
No, they won't. I don't think they're going to end up winning the division. I think they're going to be better than we want them to be because that's what they always are, and it's going to drive us nuts. But, yeah, this pitching staff is not not very good. Jack Flaherty hurt. We Miles Michaelis has yet to be healthy since he's joined the team practically, so we don't know what we're getting out of that. Uh, you know, Steven Matz, good pitcher, but uh, is he going to be the difference maker? Come on. No, he's not. Um, I, I don't expect much out of St. Louis this year. I think we're just going to have a nice, long retirement tour for two players who are both going to be first ballot Hall of Famers. And I'm excited for that. But I'm also excited for them to move on with their careers because I like the game getting younger. Um, it's not, nothing against either guy. Obviously, who doesn't love Albert Pujols? Who doesn't love Yachty? Yeah. But I'm ready for the next generation in St. Louis to begin because every time I look at these two guys, I just feel the old guard of St. Louis, the stuffy, not fun to watch organization that I hate seeing every October knocking out better and more deserving teams. Exactly. All right. We will uh, close it out in the NL with my team. I picked them to win the division. I'm not going to take them to win the National League, although I do kind of like the price. I'd want it at least 16 to 1. Right now, it's plus 1,200. So I took them to win the division. I'm going with the Phillies. Um, the Phillies, man, you look what they did in the offseason. They replaced Andrew McCutcheon, who hit 222 when he's approaching 55 years old. And they bring in two of my favorite all-time players, two of my favorite all-time Cubs. Even though Castellanos only spent half of a season there, I absolutely love him. And then Kyle Schwarber, who I think might lead the league in homers. In fact, I'm going to bet that when we get off today. Uh, Kyle Schwarber to lead the league in home runs. I think he's going to hit 50 bombs if he stays healthy in Philadelphia. I like their win total over. Play them to win the division last year. Another disappointing year. 82 and 80 they finished. Uh, but you look at this roster, this lineup, man. Schwarber, Hoskins, Harper, you know, who could win another MVP. Castellanos, Gene Segura, they're, they're stacked. I do worry about the rotation because it's literally the same rotation that it was last year. They didn't add anybody. The Max Wheeler, Aaron Nola. Kyle Gibson, I love the Phillies, though. They're going to score a bunch of runs. Your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. They're going to score a bunch of runs. Yes, question mark on the pitching staff. But it looks like there's really question marks on every pitching staff in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, but I do like this team a lot offensively. And you mentioned the pickups that you just uh, mentioned, Cassianos and Schwarber. Those aren't yeah. the biggest pickups of the offseason. You know what the biggest pickup of the offseason for the Philadelphia Phillies was? Hitting coach extraordinaire Kenny Long, baby. There's a reason Kyle Schwarber signed over there, and his name is Kenny Long. And that's the reason why this team is going to score an ungodly amount of runs. This is the reason why I currently think, you mentioned Bryce Harper about possibly winning another MVP. Yes, I think that's a possibility. However, I think there's a lot more magic to be sprinkled over on Nick Cassianos. Last I checked, 30 to 1. And I can't even find Kyle Schwarber on there right now because right now Kyle Schwarber is about to hit 50 home runs in that band box over in the city of brotherly love not to mention with Kenny Long these guys are gonna be monsters monsters right now my pick to win the uh, MVP is Nick Cassianos but if I might sprinkle a little bit of something over at Kyle Schwarber because if he stays healthy all year he might hit 60. Yeah, I'm going to make a little sprinkle on that, too. I was thinking that. All right, when we come back, we got the final segment of the show, opening day showdown for opening day. It's the BetMGM MLB, MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back into the BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. Download the BetQL app for opening day. We'll have all the best bets, five-star plays. So let's take a look at which starter on opening day uh, we're looking to throw a prop on potentially here. And... So we're going to have to switch things up a little bit here because, well, we could still do Boston and New York, but obviously opening day has been postponed, which, you know, it's crazy, man. So now we get Milwaukee and Chicago is going to be the opening game on opening day mm -hmm. two years ago. This would excite the hell out of me. Now I'm just kind of like, well, I'm glad baseball's back, but I have no expectations whatsoever for the Cubs. Uh, you got Evaldi going against Garrett Cole, though, for uh, the Boston-New York game, obviously. Garrett Cole last year, 16-8 and on the season, a 323 ERA. Which prop would you go with? I'm guessing for Cole, the strikeouts are probably, the props obviously aren't set as of right now as we record this podcast. I'm guessing probably 7.5 to 8.5 will be his strikeout prop, I, I would consider. I'm starting to think, actually, they're going to start setting Garrett Cole a little higher this season. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think he's a, a surefire guy that's going to constantly hit double digits. There's only a couple of guys in Major League Baseball who I'm just taking the over on strikeouts pretty much every game. Mm -hmm. Garrett Cole is on that list. 
Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox is my my prop strikeout king. That guy sh- shuts down ten guys every game, whether he k- whether he gives up no runs or ten runs, no matter what, he k's ten guys. Um, I think I'm going to be hanging around Garrett Cole on the strikeout props all season long. Check those numbers, especially if it's above seven, uh, below seven and a half or seven around that area. Always take the over on Garrett Cole, even though he's facing a juggernaut offense like the Boston Red Sox playing in New York. You know Cole's fired up. You know what his last outing was, which was last year in the playoffs that didn't go well. So you know he's got a chip on his shoulder and no. Knowing Garrett Cole the way I do, you don't want to put a chip on Garrett Cole's shoulder because he is going to kill everybody while on that mound. Yeah, I know it's opening day. I know it's Boston. I know it's that lineup, but I'm actually going to go over on the strikeouts, and that'll be the first uh, player prop that I played this season. Uh, you know, I mean, because the thing about him, he doesn't need to go seven, eight, nine innings. He doesn't need a complete game to give to give you the numbers. So you don't need to root for that because if you go back to the 2019 season, I think he was the first pitcher ever to go over 300 strikeouts, and he didn't even pitch a complete game all season long. And then you look at his last start. I know it's the Grapefruit League, but he got roughed up a little bit in two innings. He gave up four runs, three earned on four hits, walked one, and he still struck out five. So, like, even if they get to him, they're not taking him out of the game, and I'll go over on the strikeouts there. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. We got Corbin Burns taking on Kyle Hendricks. Corbin Burns, the NL Cy Young last season. I love Kyle Hendricks. Uh, I'll be playing the first five under in this game between the Brewers and the Cubs, and give me the Burns strikeout props. I'm waiting on the number right now. He's ridiculous. Last season, he struck out 10 consecutive Cubs in August. 10 Cubs right in a row, so I think he could reach this number easily. It's probably going to be 9.5, man, and I'm fine with that. It'll be my favorite prop on opening day. Last season, 58 strikeouts before his first walk of the season. Hendricks was, I mean, I love Kyle Hendricks, man, but the ERA went up. He's not a strikeout pitcher. Give me Corbin Burns strikeouts. Give me the over. I like both of your picks. First five innings, absolutely take the under. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, I'm expecting to get a lot of ground outs early on in the game. This game is being played in Chicago in Wrigleyville. You're not going to have any uh, coverage of a roof. I'm not expecting the weather to be perfect. However, I do suggest that, by the way, all you guys listening to this right now to BetMGM MLB Podcast powered by BetQL, every single one of these games, always check the weather. Always, especially in a city like Chicago, um, because they do affect the lines a little bit. Not to mention, sometimes you might get a little inside track, especially with pitchers like a Kyle Hendricks, who, quote unquote, pitches to contact. This is a, that, you know, there are certain stadiums and fields that really benefit a pitcher like him. So I love that first five that you just made. And of course, Corbin Bird's taking the over against the Chicago, the Chicago Cubs right now. I don't know what we're going to see out of the Cubs this year. I'm expecting a sub 500 team. Yeah, I, I'm expecting a ton of strikeouts and going against Corbin Burns again. Last year in August, he struck out 10 of them consecutively. So should reach that number easily. We move on. Guardians Royals. Shane Bieber against Zach Granke, who honestly forgot was a uh, member of the Royals, but he makes the opening day start. And he goes against Shane Bieber, who I am letting go from my fantasy baseball team, man, because I would have to forfeit a first-round pick, meaning he's probably going to win the Cy Young. Last year, obviously... Uh, dealt with the injury, but you go two years ago, and he struck out at least eight in 18 straight games. So I'm going to go over on the Shane Bieber strikeout props. I'm hoping that we get like seven and a half, eight. Um, over 77 innings two years ago, he struck out 14 batters per nine innings. So I think that's going to be a bet all season long. Bieber strikeouts over. I like it. I like it. Obviously, you know you're going to get in Shane Bieber. I don't know where to get out of the Guardians, though, or the Royals for that matter, because both yeah. of these teams are kind of – they're both teams. Well, one's kind of going on the downward slope. The other's kind of on the upward slope. But I do find them to both be kind of passing each other in the exact same area right now. Both seeming like the you know sub-500 teams this season. White Sox and the Minnesota Twins far and away better than them. Not to mention the Detroit Tigers, I think, are better than them as well. A team we haven't mentioned very much. A team that has vastly improved. But I do think we'll be on the outside looking in at the end of the season. However, do me a favor, guys. Just on a side note, take a look at the season total, 77.5. Take the over on the Tigers right now while you can. Um, This game right now I'm going to stay away from. I'm going to stay away from the Guardians versus Royals. The reason why is I want to see these teams play a little bit. I want to see them play in games that actually matter, actually count, and I want to know what these teams really are because I think one of these teams, and I'm inclined to think it's going to be Kansas City, might surprise us a little bit this season. Yeah, man, I'm with you there, Um, especially because in that division, I think they could steal some wins. Mm -hmm. Mariners-Twins is the next next game we go to. Robbie Ray makes his debut for Seattle. I'm with you on Seattle. Like for me, it's I just want to see one of these teams get in. It's got to be Seattle, Toronto, 
or the Los Angeles Angels. I'm just rooting for any of the three, but uh, good opening day matchup. We get Robbie Ray making his debut, going against Joe Ryan. I'll, I don't know if I'm going to go Robbie Ray strikeouts on opening day. I know it's going to be a bet. I'm going to stay away from the Cy Young prop this season. Um, 13-7 and seven last year, 2.84 ERA. What are you doing in this thing? Anything? I, I might be staying away from the props in this game, like you just yeah. said, and here's why. Uh, Robbie Ray on the road, first game of the new team, just won the Cy Young. I'm actually expecting him to have a bad game, believe it or not. I don't yeah. think that I, if there's one thing I want to play in this game, I might just play the Twins on the money line in this. I want to see what the odds are before I do that. But I think the money line with the Twins in this game is going to be interesting. I think Robbie Ray is going to have a bad outing. Not a bad season. I think he's going to have a great season. But I think first game out, I think there's going to be some jitters. I don't think there are going to be jitters that he even knows he's having. I think it's going to be a great game. But I do think that the just taking a look at the money line for that game is going to be the only thing. If I play anything, it's going to be that. Same here. Uh, I went actually with the Twins season win total over and the Detroit Tigers. I just thought that, you know, I love the White Sox, but I think uh, I think both teams might steal some wins. Uh, here's the most disgusting pitching matchup of opening day, I would say. You get JT Brewbreaker in his 5-13 record, 5-3-6 ERA, going against Adam Wainwright, who was ridiculously awesome last season, 17-7, 3-0-5 ERA. But I want nothing to do with this. In fact, give me the first five... Ah, give me the first five over in this game. It'll probably be, what, three and a half, four and a half runs would be my cutoff point. Um, I want no props between Brewbreaker and Wainwright, but give me the first five over in this game. Um, I'm probably going to stay away from most <laughs> pirate games for the re- whole entire season. And it's, yeah. not even that, it's not even that I don't see that there's going to be bets that are going to be available. It's just... There's going to be no value on any bet against the Pirates. It's I don't know any of these guys. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 even even strikeout props, I feel like, are going to be valueless uh, at this point. Because, I mean, this team, no one knows anyone on it. I don't know a single guy on this team. Anyone. No. Like, this no. is how, – how am I, a baseball analyst who also is a self-proclaimed genius, not know anyone on your team? Anyone. None. It's... None. Not one. That's he... – what what the hell? Your your owner is worth two billion dollars. You can compete in the worst division in Major League Baseball. I don't get it. I don't get it. Staying away from the Pirates. In fact, if you're a Pirate fan, uh, burn all your black and yellow stuff. There's just there's just no point. And it's a beautiful ballpark. I will say that. So they have that going for them. And it was like a couple of years ago they were in the wild card. They took sure out the were. Cubs. And the remember remember the blackout. The yeah. blackout at the stadium, it was sweet. It was awesome. But they also had Garrett Cole and Tyler Glass now and uh, superstars that are everywhere else now. No, it's like their opening day like roster, it looks like Major League, man. Like, who the hell are any of these guys? We had to do the season preview, and I was like, I don't know any of these guys. This like, guy right like, here is dead. I got to go on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> list, then. All right, uh, good luck to JT Brubaker. Final game, Reds-Braves. Tyler Malley against Max Freed. Here's an awesome – I. I legitimately might go over on both strikeout props. Maybe not Freed, but Melly, 13 and 6 last year, 375 ERA. If I get a good number with him, I might go over on the K's against the Braves. Ah, you know what? That's probably going to actually be a stay away one more I think about it. Maybe a first five under here, though. I'm expecting uh, Max Freed just to go deep into this game. I'm expecting him to go past five innings. I'm seeing him going into the six, possibly a complete six. Um, but I am going to stay away from the strikeout props on both of these guys. One, I'm going to stay away from the strikeout props on Max Freed. I think uh, he's going to pitch a little bit to contact, quote-unquote. That's a phrase I actually don't like. But I do think he's going to – he's not purposely going to pitch to contact. But I do think he's going to be around the zone a little bit. I think he's going to get a lot of ground outs early on in the game. Um, however, I don't expect this team of the Atlanta – Braves to strike out too much. I think this team's yeah. going to mash. I look at that lineup, and I just don't see a lot of strikeouts. So I'm going to stay away from the props in this game. Um, and also, there's just no value right now for the Braves on the money line. I would like to see the run line. There might be some value on that. If there is, I will take it. If it's if it's below, if it's around 150, minus 150, or if I can get it closer to minus 100, I'll probably take that one. Yeah, I'm with you. So out of the strikeout props, I'll go over on Garrett Cole and Corbin Burns. I know yeah. those will be official plays, but like you said, like I'm going to wait probably the first week, two weeks of the season and just kind of like get a good feel on what these teams look like. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back with another episode, episode two of the BetMGM MLB podcast, which of course is powered by BetQL, Cody Decker, myself, Ryan Horvat. And uh, next time we do one of these, we'll actually have some games that have been played. So that'll be fun. That'll be awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Beat it.